Praise God. But um, I think the Lord is just leading us in a different direction this morning. So I'm going to throw the media team all off. And uh, the Holy Spirit, I think, just wants us to get, he was supposed to give an exhortation to you this morning. I mean, I, you know, I was sitting back there thinking uh, while we were uh, listening to testimonies and just being in the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the devil just coming in doing what he wants to do. Come on. I, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, forgive me, but I'm, I'm tired of sickness and divorce and, uh, you know, uh, offenses, right? Taking offense and being offensive, uh, you know, and, and the enemy, all this stuff in the, that's been in the news over the last few years. It's nothing new. It's just different slants, you know, with all this racial stuff. Uh, because my brother said, I'll just love your church. You know, I look around and it's so multicultural. And, um, yeah, and I, I love that. That's the way we should be. But you know the enemy doesn't like it. He comes in to split it all up, you know, and all this stuff with the police and, you know, African Americans and all this other kind of stuff. The enemy wants to do anything he can do to divide us, even and especially in the church. And I don't know about you, I'm, I'm sick and tired of sitting back, just allowing him, just praying. Oh, we just pray, Lord, just, you know, not that we shouldn't. We, how many know we need to pray? We need to pray. Uh, but I'm at a point where I'm tired of just seeing the devil run rampant and doing what he wants to do. Uh, you know, because, listen, I, I believe that uh, my brother had a great testimony when uh, he said, you know, God, when are you going to stop this? When are you going to come in, Lord, and bring everybody into unity? When are you going to come in, Lord, and, and, and stop all of this stuff? And God's saying, when are you going to do it? I gave you the power. Come on, I poured my spirit out upon you. Uh, who is the church? Come on now. God said, I poured my spirit upon you for you to get out there and, and be obedient to me. If you have your Bible this morning, turn to Revelation chapter 3, just very briefly. Uh, Revelation chapter 3, if you can find that uh, media team, is different than what we were going to do. And this won't take very long, but I believe uh, the Lord wants us to exhort. And then I just want to minister, just pray for you for a few moments uh, this morning. Revelation chapter 3. Uh, when, you, when you look around and you see what's going on in the world, and you see what's going on in your own life. Come on. I mean, uh, it's, you know, sometimes people have a job and it seems like they just can't get ahead. You know, I'm, not, I'm not unable to save money. I'm un, I, unable to get my bills paid off, uh, you know, or relationships. It seems like no matter how hard I work at this relationship, it just never gets to where we want it to go. No matter how much I pray for so-and-so in my family, it seems like they turn away and they just don't come to the Lord like we want them to come to the Lord and all of these things. And I believe God is speaking a word to us. Listen, who... Who can help me out with this? Somebody can help me out with this. The, Jesus said, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. Help me out now. But I came, come on, and what? That you might have life and have it. Where's the more abundant life? I mean, that's what we need to ask. Come on. I'm not talking down about you and don't talk down about me. We're just trying to find it. Come on. It's, it's time. And uh, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I didn't come so you could walk with your head down. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. He didn't say there wouldn't be tribulation. No, I'm not trying to seem like there's not going to be trouble, that the enemy's not going to throw everything at you. Come on. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but I am he that what? 
overcame. He didn't say I'm overcoming the world. Jesus already overcame the world. And if you abide in me, he's saying, and I abide in you. Come on. We're connected to the vine. We have already overcome. Revelation chapter 3, turn to verse 14, if you would. Verse 14, I'm reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible. Just a short exhortation here, if you would. Uh, Jesus is speaking to the Apostle John, who was caught up. And he's getting this revelation from the Lord Jesus. He said, and to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write this. These things, says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. They are neither cold nor hot. That's not us. Come on. I could wish you were cold or hot. Now, let me just give you a side note as we continue to read there. You know, when I begin to read that, I begin to say, well, you know, I want to be hot for the Lord. I don't want to be cold for the Lord. I want to be, I want to be on fire. That's the analogy we usually give. But when you read this, I, I don't believe that he's saying on fire or not on fire. I'm saying he's saying stand for something. Come on, don't just stand in the middle. I need you to get off the middle. Get off the balance beam in the middle and come on. Because if you're not at the right, at least if you stand for something and you're not in the right spot, if your heart is toward me, I'll get you to the right spot. He's a faithful God. He's able to get us to the right spot. But we got to get, we got to get off the balance beam. Come on. We got to step down into the water. He said, I wish that you were cold or hot. Be something. Come on. Stand up. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you, the New King James says, out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. This doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have, but it's a heart issue. Come on. I counsel you. To buy me gold, buy from me gold, refined in the fire that you may be rich. We're going somewhere with this one. And white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with the eye salve that you may see. Some of us need to anoint our eyes so that we can really see what's really going on. And stop being offended by what's in front of us. Come on. As many as I love, God said what? I rebuke. And chasten, therefore, ze therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, he said, watch this now. I stand at the door and knock. Now listen, here's a moment here. You know, you read this and you think, oh, he's talking about salvation. I stand at the door and knock if you'll just follow me. And I want to say he is talking about that. But to those of us who know the Lord, he's speaking to you as well. He's trying to take you to a new level, to a new place, because now, come on now, we said it, we're tired of this. You know, we might even use a metaphor, I'm sick and tired. We know we're not sick, but I'm sick and tired of the devil just coming in doing what he wants to do. Come on. It's time. God said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And he's saying, guess what? I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears me and opens the door, I will come into him dine with him and he with me now here's where i want to get to right here to him who what overcome say it again one more time i will grant to sit with me on my throne 
as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Lord, what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Guess who's not going to sit on the throne with Jesus? Those who don't overcome. It says right here, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. You need to understand this morning that you are an overcomer. You're already an overcomer. Uh, listen, I know that things are before you because we live in time, but uh, you, you need to understand that Jesus said, I am he who has overcome the world. And I want you, the Lord is saying, to abide in me, abide in my word. And if you do that, I will abide in you. Thereby, you are an overcomer. We say this all the time. You're already an overcomer. Start living like an overcomer. Start speaking like an overcomer. Stop speaking negative. Come on. I'm not going to get into a, 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 a message this morning about confession because that's, that's a whole message in, in and of itself. But stop speaking negative. Something negative comes before you start speaking the word of God to that thing. God said, I have given you the tools to overcome. Now, there's three things that we need to walk in the overcomer. I didn't say to be an overcomer. There's three things we need to walk in the overcoming faith that God has given us. The first thing is we need to have a heart for the presence of God. You need to have a heart for his presence because you don't overcome without the presence of God. We need to be a, a presence-driven church, a presence-driven people, presence-driven families, everything we do. Moses, look, Moses looked at God and said this. He said, uh, why would I go up there if you don't go? If you don't go, I'm not going. I don't care where it is. David put it this way. If I make my bed in hell, there you are. doesn't matter where you are as long as his presence is there. We need to be a presence-driven people. Seek the presence of God. How do you do that? We need to worship him. In corporate worship is the easiest way. That's the first and, and, and most easy way. When we come together as corporate worshipers, listen, I want to tell you, don't, don't get mad at me now. Don't get mad at me because I, you know, I always say I'm looking in the mirror too. Come on. When we come together in corporate worship, don't look at the next person and say, well, you know, they're raising their hands and, uh, you know, I just, I'm waiting for greetings so I can talk to so-and-so and, and then, uh, you know, we'll get the word. No, lift your hands. Come on. Start, open your mouth. Begin to worship the Lord. Forget about what everybody else is doing or not doing, but begin to press in to the presence of God because in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures evermore. Now, if you don't want it, stay out of his presence. It's okay. You don't want it, just stand there. It's okay. It's all right. But I'm going to say, I don't know about you, but I'm going to worship the Lord. You have to have a heart for the presence of God. And the second thing we need is we have to have a thankful heart. You have to live in a, uh, you have to live moment by moment in gratitude. That means that we're going to have to put aside complaining. Come on. And there's plenty of stuff to complain about. If you don't have anything to complain about, talk to me. I'll give you, there's some things to complain about. There's plenty of stuff to complain about. But we need to put aside complaining and go back to speaking the word in every situation. Come on. 
I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. My grandfather said this to me one time. He see, you know, I, I used to always feel that I was less than everybody else. You know, that someone else was better and they could do it. They could play piano better than I could or fix a car better than I could or, you know, whatever, work around the house or paint uh, better than I could and all that. And my grandfather used to say to me, he said, Michael, listen to me. If one man can do it, another man can do it. In other words, what he was saying is, don't, you may not be as good as the other person, but don't think of yourself as less than, and you'll never know unless you try it. Unless you get down off of that beam of lukewarm, because you think you're safe being lukewarm, well, you know, a little bit, I know what the Bible says about homosexuality, uh, but you know, I, you know, also we have to love the people, and you're kind of leaning this way, and I understand you have to love them, that we love them into the kingdom, okay, but you know, you're leaning, and you're more, your morality, your character is kind of leaning over a little bit, but when you see the church people, you kind of lean in this way. Listen, Paul rebuked Peter about that. Come on. He said, look, come on, Peter, uh-uh, you, you can't do that. No. So we got to stay, we got to get down off of that beam. And we need to have a thankful heart. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. Now, we're not thanking the Lord for bad things uh, in our life, but we're thanking him because in those things, he's able to deliver. Come on, he's able to teach us things. He brings us out. That's what we're thanking God for, is that he's a deliverer. That God is a healer. Come on. That God is our salvation. He's the Lion of Judah. He's the Rose of Sharon. He's our comfort. That's what we're thanking him for. You don't thank the Lord that you stubbed your toe, but you thank the Lord that he's able to heal it. Come on. And now you know what to do not to stub your toe next time. That's why we thank him. But we have to, ha we have to be grateful. Come on. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. And then this last one, listen, this is a whole sermon in itself. Uh, the Holy Spirit just speaking this this morning. I have no notes, nothing. This is just God talking. So, I, you know, we'll see what happens and how you take it, you know. But this last one, listen, you have, to have, you have to walk by faith and not by sight. It's as simple as that. And you say, well, what is faith? It's faith speaking. Now, we need to get past believism because even the devil believes. Devils believe. They believe more than some of us believe. Come on, they believe. So it's not just, it's not believism. It's not a mental ascent or a mental hold on who Jesus is. But listen, we, we need to, this is what faith, can I just break it down? God telling you to do something and you doing it. That's it. Believing the word of God, speaking the word of God, walking in the word of God, not going to the right or to the left, no matter what you see, just doing what God tells you to do. When you do that, you walk by faith and not by sight. You speak the word. Don't speak anything else. I'm talking to myself now. Come on. I'm speaking to myself. Speak the word. Don't speak anything else. Don't speak nothing else in these situations. But speak the word of God. You want to be an overcomer. Why? Because the overcomer will sit with him in his throne room. Now, here's the thing about it. If you're a person that's satisfied with life, you're satisfied where you are. I know Paul said, be content in every situation, and I get that. I understand it. He's just, you know, Paul's just saying, listen, don't be ungrateful. That's what he's talking about. 
But if, you, if, you, if you're okay with settling for less than, uh, less than life, you know, I know everything that's happened to you, you've been through things in your life, you lost money, you lost friends, uh, you lost spouse, you lost uh, whatever it is that you've lost. You lost material things in life, you've had ups and downs, and all of those types of things. But what I'm here to tell you this morning is, if you're tired of the enemy just using those things against you to keep your head turned back and down like this, this uh, or walking forward not knowing where you're going then that's okay that's where you are but if you're a people that's here today that says listen if Jesus said I come that you have life and have it more abundantly I would I would be a person that would take him at his word and say that there is abundant life that I'm not living that I should be living now it may not just have to do with material things but it may come on now I'm talking about an abundant life It may not just be relationships, but it may. It may not just be healing, but it might. Come on now. God said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I know that when when Jesus was in the flesh, he didn't heal everybody, but that's because he was in the flesh. No longer do we know him after the flesh, but he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He has poured his spirit out on his church, and we have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power. Come on. When Jesus laid hands on a woman and her blood dried up, we have the same power that when he laid hands on eyes, the blind eyes saw. We have the same power that when a man was lifted or, 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 or uh, raised or uh, lowered um, down into a house with the roof off of it, when he laid, he said, take up your bed and walk. And he was able to get up leaping. Come on, that same power is uh, poured out among us. So if you want to settle for less, then settle. But if you're a person that would take God at his word, then he's here this morning to let you know that you already have that power.